welcome to the Design and Build Happiness podcast. The podcast shows homeowners the secrets of creating your aspirational extension or renovation project to make sure the end result is customized to your lifestyle, personality, and taste. Secret number one, homes that are customized to you create happiness every single day. Now, each month, we talk to a different design and build expert about their product or service, so we can demystify technical terms, we can extract lessons learned, and obtain industry secrets, so you can make sure you get exactly what you want and need for your dream home upgrade, while not being caught out and making common mistakes, which happen a lot with upgrade projects. This week, we are talking to the brilliant Louise Grossman of The Used Kitchen Company. Now, this is a company which ticks so many boxes. Amazing design, check. Quality craftsmanship, check. Access to high-end brands, check. Sustainability, check. Getting exceptional quality for less than you thought, check. Feeling smug, check, check, check. How does she do all these things? Well, this is what we're going to go into on today's episode. First, let me introduce myself. I'm Abigail Hall. I'm known as the Queen of Construction. I design and build happiness for wealthy homeowners and demanding developers. For over 15 years, I've been delivering high-end and historic renovations and brand new extensions. I've done some very innovative and sexy functions and finishes. And over time, I've learned how to translate these billionaires' build secrets into my own humble home. I've become an expert on how to design and build essential functions and finishes to deliver real happiness in your home. And I share these secrets through this podcast. So thank you so much, Louise, and welcome to the Design and Build Happiness podcast. Thank you for inviting me. I really am so excited to have you on. And I'm going to share immediately a story with you, which if there is ever a compliment to be paid to your business, Louise, it is this. I honestly would have loved to do what you do. And I tell you the reason why. I stayed in a B&B years ago. And I think it actually probably was just at the start of my journey. So you might have even had the business operating at that point. It's a lovely old vicarage in York. And I remember sitting in the owner's kitchen. And I think it was maybe Clive Christian or small bone of devisers. It was beautiful handmade timber kitchen. I was commenting on how lovely it was and how well suited to the Regency house, blah, blah, blah. The owner was so smug, he was honestly almost elevating off the floor because he said he'd had the kitchen for 15 years and he'd found it in a skip. That his wife was in London walking past the house that was being gutted and the builders were skipping it and she organised a van, she got it up to Yorkshire. And I remember thinking, wow, imagine if you could control it organize it and make it available for people like me and that's what you've done that's what you've done with your company well I'm pleased I tick your boxes you tick you check many boxes for me um but tell me what was it why did you start the business what was the problem that your customers were facing and you thought this is the solution well I started a business actually selling anything for anybody on eBay that was sort of where I started And I'd literally, it was when my youngest started school and I thought I've got to be doing something. So I used to drop him at nursery, race to some random house miles away, photograph four vases, come back, put it on eBay, sell them for £12.50 and I'd make £3.20. 
So I then would spend the evening really irritating my husband because I was wrapping everything in brown paper and bubble wrap. Then I'd be queuing at the post office and my husband kept saying, what are you doing? And I kept saying, no, I'm quite enjoying this. And then someone asked me to do a house clearance and just got bigger and bigger. And then one day someone said, well, what about my kitchen? And I went, mm, not sure, I'll give it a go. Harder to take to the post office, I guess. It was tricky to get to the post office, but, um, and we sold it really well. And I just thought, hang on, what, what does everyone do with their old kitchens? So I started ringing around showrooms and I said, look, what do your clients do with their old kitchens? And they said, we skipped them. Yeah. I said, well, what if I could sell them? They said, well, you can't. I said, well, actually I can. And after about nine or 10 calls, one of them said, well, actually we've got four displays sitting here. Can you sell them? And I said, yes. And that was nearly 18 years ago. So, And, and we, I, I know, listen, people talk about sustainability. It's a bit of a buzzword right now. But skipping a perfectly good, and these are the kitchens that you sell, I know, that you, you, that you help facilitate the sale of, are often handmade, beautiful quality kitchens. They are too good to go into landfill. But, I mean, any kitchen is really, you know, within reason. Yeah. Because it's such a terrible waste. I mean, it's approximately one to two tonnes of waste per kitchen. Insane. It's insane. And, you know, someone else's old kitchen is someone else's new kitchen. And what's lovely is that we feel a bit like sort of the Robin Hood of the kitchen industry because we're literally suddenly someone who never thought they could, like your B&B person, Mm -hmm. never in their wildest dreams own a designer kitchen can suddenly do that for cheaper than what they buy a new kitchen for. Exactly so. And that's why, I mean, I, I felt like I stumbled upon you in respect of I'd seen you have brilliant social media coverage and, and we'll go through, make sure we've got all of those links in the show notes. But the moment I saw your social media coverage, I was like, this is the company. This is the company that at the time I thought, my God, if someone could do that. And I know that I've made reference to you. I've done some Insta lives because I know that you get appliances now that you sell. And it's not even always just kitchen. Sometimes you might get a, there might be an arm um, bar or yeah, a... Really sort of... Um broaden now and we we sell all home furnishings so we sell x display you know bedrooms bathrooms living rooms really all of home decor and then we do big house clearances from really beautiful homes who are just renovating or someone new bought the house and they don't want what's inside it which is totally normal which it happens all the time and i'll say it myself when i work with developers the, the favourite developments that I do, actually, are where, where it's just shell and core. That's just a way of saying it's pretty much a grey box. Because otherwise, I know that I can put in easily £250,000 worth of fittings, which are there literally to dress the space. And I know nine times out of ten will just be ripped out. So I prefer not to put it in the first place. But I know why developers do, because it justifies the 20, 25 million pound price tag of the things that I'm involved in. Now, I asked you a question and I love this because I said, I'd love it if you could uh, share when you've had an epic fail uh, in your business. And I think the problem is you're so blinking successful that you haven't, but I've got one. So I would happily share mine and then maybe it might inspire you. Many years ago, and I think this probably was the first kitchen that I properly bought. And I went to a big, oh, I'll say it, I went to Wix. I didn't have a lot of money and I went to Wix and I was building an extension 
And I was very clear in my mind, this extension, it is a five metre by four metre extension. I'm having an L-shaped kitchen, it's five metres by four metres. Went in, da 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 da, got it all drawn out. And I've got to say, they were they were brilliant. It was a cheap kitchen. You know, it wasn't the highest quality thing, five metres by four metres. There's a little thing that was niggling in the back of my head that something wasn't quite right. But yeah, I thought I'd work it out. I bought it so early on in the process because I needed to get finance and, you know, make all the money stack up. It was when I was standing on the building site that I realised my extension was not five metres by four metres. It was four metres by four metres. And it was, I was early enough on to change it, but I had actually bought some appliances myself and had to manage around that. It's such a basic one. I'm the queen of construction and I will openly say I did not use my plan. I didn't use it. What a a ridiculous fail. So easy to do those sort of things. And space, even for someone like you or I, we work in it all the time. We, you know, we're relatively good at going into a room and saying, oh, that's about three metres, that's about six metres. But actually, sometimes it can, you can get confused in your own mind about, oh, no, I'm sure, I'm sure it's that figure. So what was my lesson? Take the plans along. Take the plans. Definitely. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Plan, plans are key. And we, you know, we always say to people, you know, measure out, even if you're just using squares of paper, you know, measure out your space because, you know, you can fall in love with any of the kitchens, but you've got to make sure you're going to have enough units and, you know, it's going to work. You know, although with all the kitchens, they can't, they don't have to be in the way that they appear on our site. No, and that's really important. Actually, the next question I was going to ask you, I think, um, I think in part you might cover that because I, I asked you the question that if I was thinking about renovating or extending my home, and I want to use the used kitchen company because it resonates with me in terms of sustainability, that I, I love those handmade or really high quality kitchens, but I just that's not the price point I can quite afford. What are the three most important aspects I want to consider when talking to you guys? Well, there, are, there are many aspects to think about, but I think... Number one is we always suggest that people come and view the kitchens. Yes. Because, you know, it really is important, Um, especially when you're buying a used kitchen. You want to see, you know, the condition of it. You want to see, you know, it's all very well seeing beautiful pictures on our website. But you also want to, you know, it's a feel touch thing that people just you want to know what you're getting. And also, you know, when it's a used kitchen, often they're pretty amazing and they could be six months old but they are up to 10 years old. So you want to make sure that it's, you know, in the condition as you imagine it to be. That's a really, really good piece of advice. So number two is make sure the kitchen fits. Yes. It's not that you've got to have the kitchen in the same configuration as you see it in, because once you actually lift the worktops, kitchens are pretty modular, so you can move them around. So, you know, if you want to create an island, an island is only made up of base units. So you can create an island out of base units or, you know, not have your island that's in the kitchen and make a bigger kitchen with it. Um, The only thing you need to factor in really is the worktops. If you're going to reuse the worktops, you can cut most worktops, but you don't want to cut them six times. No, you don't want lots of joints all the way along a a lovely long linear run of worktop, do you? So you could cut them once. So, yes, you know, it's not really a matter of does it fit in the configuration it's in, but have you got enough units? So we always say buy a kitchen 
a bit bigger than what you need. So you've got some extra units to use as fillers or as end panels. With the X displays, they tend to be current, so you can buy additional units, which is great because, you know, often people do want an extra housing or... There's, some, there's always one thing that you need, isn't there? Why is that? That's true in life. There's always one yeah. thing that you need extra. Yeah, exactly. And thirdly, when you're, you know, calculating your budget, always factor in the dismantle and delivery because that is on top. You know, the kitchens do need to be taken apart. And we always say, you know, don't compromise on who you're using for this because, you know, when you bring in your neighbour and your and your brother, they might not really know what they're doing. And, you know, to buy a beautiful kitchen and then damage the worktops, it's just, you know, it's a false economy. Yeah, exactly so. And I'm glad that you mentioned damage because that links back into the first thing that you talked about, which is always, always viewing that kitchen before you buy it. It's That is a subtlety. Damage, damage is a big reason why a lot of people refit their kitchens. They, kitchens do get damaged over time. Now, most things, hinges can be replaced. Um, you know, if it's a mechanical, normally you can do something. You might have to re-drill and refit some of those elements. But uh, for the regular listeners of this podcast, you'll remember that a couple of months ago we had on Lee from Foreman Snags. Now, what he does is he works with individuals, homeowners and companies like yours. So if you've got a little chip out of that marble, perhaps a Belfast sink isn't looking its best. Do also consider that just because something is a little bit damaged, it could be fixed as well. But again, it's an additional cost on top. So it is about going into this process with an open mind, isn't it? It's really thinking, this is, I've got to use my imagination a little bit to imagine my dream kitchen at the end. It really is. I mean, you've really got to sort of think outside the box. And you've got to understand, especially if you're buying a used kitchen, that it has been installed. You're going to have the odd, you know, screw holes cut out in the back of the sink unit. But I think what people find most horrifying is when they receive their dismantled kitchen in carcasses, they go... This isn't oh. the kitchen that I've bought. And, yeah. you know, you've got to understand that when the kitchen has been fitted to the wall and then pulled away, yes, of course, there's going to be sort of bits, you know, scraped or scratched. But when it's reinstalled, you don't see those bits. When the work comes back on, you don't see those bits. Yeah. Although I'm going to be honest with you, Louise, I have had people go, my clients buy exceptionally expensive products and they've arrived off the back of a lorry, modular, packaged up, and their faces dropped and gone, oh, but it doesn't look like I, I thought it would. Because it's somehow we all want it to go from magically yeah. perfect in the showroom to magically perfect in our home. And actually seeing the construction process, construction, any construction work, using new materials, using used materials, it's messy, it's bitty. But the people who help out, that's why, use a good team, budget for a good team, they can do magical things. And as you say, they can make it all disappear those fixings they'll go on your wall you won't even see them so thinking about money who doesn't love to talk about budgeting what's the best piece of advice if I'm thinking about um, buying a uh, a kitchen from the used kitchen company uh, and I'm I'm trying to budget what what do you tell me well all our kitchens are 50 to 70 percent off their retail value so whichever one you're going to choose you're going to choose you know you're going to save thousands of pounds um you know, when people are on a particular budget, people often choose between having, you know, a really high-end kitchen with, you know, cheaper appliances or the cheaper kitchen with the high-end appliances. But with our kitchens, they come 
with appliances. They come with worktops. So you're buying the complete package all in one. But often, you know, what you pay for that kitchen might only be the value of the appliances in it. Yeah. And the appliances, and I can say this because I first came into contact with you guys and chatted about you guys online when I was looking at some um, Wolf and Sub-Zero appliances. Uh, I was talking about the, the value of a wine fridge. And you guys had some. I, how you got your hands, I think you had about five or something at the time. And they really don't drop their price that much. And I, I was giving some advice about it's a, it's a wonderful way to store wine. And it's an investment because actually you buy these appliances and they pretty much retain their value. So not only are you supplying brilliant quality products, you know that they last. That's the thing. When you buy, buy cheap, buy twice. It is quite simple. There is truth in that when it comes to construction. And I think it's also having the conversation with you guys. If you if they've got any anxiety about the price, it's chatting to you, isn't it? And using your expertise. Yeah. Yes. And you know what? That's really what we're here for. I mean, we spend most of our time answering calls and emails about people inquiring about kitchens, just wanting reassurance, wanting to understand how it works, how they're going to, you know, fit it into their space, how they're going to transport it, how it's going to be dismantled, you know, with that really you know there are four of us in the office and it's literally all we do and there's no and there's no such thing as a stupid question it's absolutely fine to get those questions answered because there will be an answer people are doing this day in day out there is a way of doing it even if you've never done it before sometimes the thought of a used kitchen really freaks people out and they just think oh my god there's no way i'd want someone else's kitchen in my home but when they go to see it they just cannot get over that the kitchen's are often almost new. You know, they've got appliances that haven't even been used. They've got, you know, shiny taps and the latest gadgets and everything in it. And people have just bought a new property. The seller of that original property has put in a brand new kitchen to sell it. And the new owner has just thought, I love my new house, but this kitchen is just not what I want. And so they're going to sell it. It's amazing, isn't it? And and that's it's connecting the two together. Now, I've got a question because everyone says that their product or service needs to be planned right from the start of a refurbishment project. But realistically, how late can I leave it before I buy my kitchen? Well, I think I think that is one of the things that sort of amazes people when they come to us, because, I mean, honestly, since lockdown and Brexit, the lead times on kitchens, but particularly appliances, has gone mad. You know, new appliances, you can wait almost a year for now really you really can um, there's all sorts of production problems and you know so with our kitchens some of them you know people who are selling their kitchens will come to us and say oh I'm really sorry I've left it so late but actually my builders are coming in next week is there any chance you could sell my kitchen this week and we go well we can give it a go and often we do sell them you know we always say four to six weeks is a good window and you know, an awful lot of our kitchens that are on our site are available immediately. And at the same time, you know, some of them have got a three to six month lead. So there's sort of something for everyone. There really is. It's, again, it's coming back to that have the conversation, isn't it? Just have the conversation. But I do love that. And you are right about lead times. It, it's becoming insane. It really is becoming ridiculous. Actually prohibitive. You can't, practically, you can't wait six months for a fridge. You need a fridge. So actually, I, I love that. I love the sustainability. I love that something's functioning. And I love that often it's available in reasonable times, times that we used to have, but we don't have any more. 
Here at Design and Build Happiness, we love achieving the impossible. So please tell me, what's the best idea from a client that you've been able to fulfill? Well, we've had some really quirky things that people have tried to sell or to look for. I mean, recently we had a lady and she'd converted a caravan into a mobile kitchen and then decided actually she didn't really fancy traveling the country to festivals and concerts. So she wanted to sell it. And it's absolutely beautiful, actually. And we, a lady's just fallen in love with it. And it's gone off last week from um, Kent to Cornwall and was delivered safely on Friday afternoon. So many stories. I'm telling you, Lou, there is a TV programme in this. I would watch that. I want to see the caravan kitchen go from Kent to Cornwall. It's how superb. Yeah, no, it really it is. And it's just lovely seeing the before and after picture stories. And often the kitchens, honestly, they look, they look better in um, in their new homes than they did in their original homes. Because they're loved. Because they're loved and they're wanted. Yeah, I mean, the, the big thing is the painted kitchens. You know, painted kitchens yeah. where people reinstall them and then they repaint them. They really do look like new. True. They really do. Well, they are as good as new. And if you get those kitchen, if you get the unit sprayed, which you have to send off to a specialist company or get a specialist company in, it really is as good as new. So... Louise, finally, what is the most positive and valuable lesson clients have learned from using the used kitchen company? Don't be disheartened if your budget's running low, because, you know, the used kitchen company is sort of probably the answer to everyone's um, budget issues, because our kitchens are so hugely reduced that you can still attain the look, feel, touch of the kitchen of your dreams, but at a fraction of its retail price or your budget that's it's brilliant advice and for anyone who is listening to this for the first time and they've either never thought about um second-hand kitchens because it's not something that's mainstream because the companies that sell new kitchens have got budgets they are spending billions across the industry they are spending billions of pounds to tell us that what we need is new 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 and I think there's been a mindset shift that that's not needed anymore. So I absolutely encourage you, uh, remind me of your social media handles so people can have a look at your fantastic, some of those uh, examples of what you're selling and what you sold. It's the used kitchen company. I mean, that's, that's it easy is. enough, isn't it? You'll find you on Instagram, Facebook. I know yeah, you're on there Pinterest. as well. Oh, I love it. Love it. Pinterest. There's your inspiration board right there. Just all I can say is thank you so much, Louise, from the used kitchen company. information on today's show any links that we've mentioned or to find other episodes on subjects which are essential to learning about creating your happy home go to our podcast page on abigailhall.co.uk you can follow us on instagram at the queen of construction and please subscribe and rate this podcast as it helps other homeowners learn how to design and build their happiness thank you for listening i've been abigail hall and this has been the design and build